Running Light Ministry podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. Welcome to this week's Running Light podcast. My name's Bo. I'm Peter. And we're going to do part two of our virginity talk. <laughs> it's actually it's actually not a virginity talk. It's actually a blog that was written a couple years ago by Jessica. Um, what's your last name again? Enriquez. Enriquez. Yeah. Like I said in the first uh, last week, I think this blog like had, you know, thousands of shares. So it's obviously pretty popular. But let's just get into it, man, and uh, kind of go over, uh, we're kind of doing a commentary on her blog. We thought it had so many good points that um, uh, we wanted to kind of talk about it. Hmm. So uh, where she, where we left off last time is I think she was uh, dedicated to Christ, but her, her whole deal was she didn't really want to be a Christian, but yeah. she just kind of liked the whole purity move. Yeah, uh, kind of the movement of it. The movement of it, exactly. And so she says this, I don't I don't know many people these days who married still a virgin, but going to high school in the furniture capital of North Carolina, it didn't seem so strange that I wore an engagement ring at the age of 19. People admired my decision to marry my college sweetheart and were enthusiastic about my goal of waiting until marriage to have sex. He actually wasn't a virgin, but he was willing to wait for me. Over time, I'd watched my brothers and sisters in Christ lose sight of their celibacy around the time they felt the pull of raging hormones combined with slots of unsupervised co-ed time. But I pressed on in stubbornness until finally the time had come to replace Jesus <laughs> as my other half. 20 may sound early to get married, but tell that to the girl who had her knees locked since puberty and the boy who had spent years trying to convince her that just the tip didn't count. <laughs> think you want to comment on that? Well, I was just thinking like how how she everything's so grudgingly put, you know, and that's what I find so fascinating. It's like, um, you know, it's kind of like, man, dude, being pure kind of sucks. You know, <laughs> I mean, you really get that from her. Yeah, that there's no joy or pursuit of it. There's no like, hey, you know, um, you know, God's God's uh, a greater pleasure, a greater truth, a greater reality, and um, and I know, and I know that, so I've experienced that. So, um, you know, it's, it's the fights worth fighting for, yeah. you know, instead it's just like, man, dude, it's, I mean, everybody, there's, you know, and, and it's kind of a, it kind of, uh, I think she paints a real, um, naive picture too of consequences mm-hmm. of teenage sex that, that, uh, is just missing from the commentary. You know, where instead of, you know, I, I mean, let's face it, a lot of people do have sex as a teen, but most people's first sexual encounter as a teenager is not a positive one, hmm. meaning they walk away from it going like, like that was scary. Hmm. I don't know if I like that. You know what I mean? They're kind of shell shocked by the event, um, you know, that type of thing. And and uh, obviously a lot of people have amazing ramifications from from uh sexual behavior in their life it's one of the most probably the most uh, affected areas of our lives that we'll have to deal with our whole life is our sexuality and how we um use it Hmm. and she seems to just not uh be thinking in those terms you know she's just thinking like man it would be fun (laughs) 
it's a bummer I can't. Yeah, and and you definitely get that from uh, her fiance as well, where first of all he um, says that he wasn't a virgin, and it's really clear that he wasn't a Christian from uh, the future stuff that she says about him. Um, but the only reason why he waited was because she made it clear that she her virginity mattered, and so what he would do is uh, the the last part is a little. Um, <laughs> Right. Well, graphic, right? right? Just the tip doesn't count. Um, that his his whole deal with her was just how far could I push this girl uh, without going over was kind of more of his his perspective. And uh, coming from the Marine Corps, it's interesting because you have these guys uh, like my buddies. They really liked having sex with like multiple different girls, but they always liked virgins. They always liked pure girls. And uh, I didn't really understand it, but I, I would ask him questions about it. I was like, why Why are you going after this girl? Why are you putting in that time for this girl when you could just have sex with someone like in the bar? You know, like why – what's the difference? And for them, it was like this – it was a pride thing. It was a lot of a pride thing of just like, you know, I get to be the first one in. And, you know, like I am like – taking this pure girl and I'm kind of like manipulating her and putting her in this way. Mm -hmm. And they found that that was a very like intriguing thing. And it's, mm. it's almost like a, a desire to steal purity and innocence was, yeah. was kind of more their, their desire in these things. Now I'm not saying that that was this guy's motivation for sure. Obviously he married her, but I'm definitely saying that like when you're looking at this person, you have two people who don't think that waiting till marriage is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Waiting till marriage you know, so right, you, have, right. you have two people who already like are looking at it like we don't want to wait till marriage and both of them just and I like how she put it it was just her stubbornness right, right. she's just she's just like I said I was going to do this so I'm going to do it uh -huh. and there are a lot of people out there not not a lot of us have that level of self-control right but there are people out there who just have a level of self-control that just because they say no they're not going to do it and those people are few and far between, but she seems to be one of them, yeah. you know. But uh, the thing that she's finding is that her stubbornness is not a very good motive for yeah. doing this just because she's doing this just because she said she was going to do it. Yeah. But is that really a positive motive? Is that really something that's going to benefit her in her marriage or any other event inside of her life? Yeah, and it looks – it's like almost it, – it, it's obviously from this blog she wasn't um, – it wasn't a positive yeah. you know, for her. It was a negative for her. And I think that's how it is with all of us. Whenever we are doing things out of willpower or what the Bible would say is our own flesh, um, instead of contrasted with the work of the spirit, then, you know, it is going to be something that we're not going to really uh, get the right uh, results that we want. And it's because our motives are wrong. We're doing it in the wrong power anyway. Hmm. Um, you know, but certainly I think, um, you know, she, you know, her cards get played where uh, she certainly doesn't see things as a Christian, you mm -hmm. know, because there's no idea of like, hey, it's OK for me to die to my flesh, mm -hmm. you know, or things like that. Um, you know, and th those are those are things that Christians talk about is dying to flesh, struggling with flesh, um, you know. Um, and again, if there's no, um, you know, if she's really just a. Um, you know, kind of an agnostic, you know, in a Christian culture, mm. you know, then, then, you know, she's going about it all wrong anyway, mm. really, you know, it's like, cause she's never answered the question for herself. And that is why is she wanting to stay pure? And what is pure anyway? Mm. Like, what does that mean? Mm. You know, purity. Um, cause I don't, I don't think she's, 
you know, writing from the perspective that purity really, you know, virginity really has any kind of value, hmm. you know, um, in the world. Yeah. You know, she, she doesn't write from like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you bring up another good point, Bo, that I think that she's kind of dancing around. She's touching on for mm-hmm. sure. Where the idea of what, what is purity and, and you get this idea from her relationship and even especially the last, that last line and <laughs> something that's kind of clear inside the church that our view of purity is just as long as the hymen doesn't break. You know, I hope that's not too graphic for people, but as yeah. long as the hymen isn't broken, we're still pure. So, yeah. you know, we could have oral, we could have anal, we could have, you know, whatever. We could mm-hmm. have, uh, you know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. And that that doesn't violate the sanctity of, of purity. Yeah. Where in biblical terms, when we say purity, that's not at all what we're talking about yeah. that's legalism that's that's something actually the bible teaches against right. in colossians 2 he says people say do not taste do not touch do not handle which all concern things regarding the flesh and he says and they have the appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion but are of no benefit in in regards to defying the flesh and what paul's getting at is that he's saying that that is not purity that's me looking at desires inside of my life and just saying no to them for the sake of saying no. Yeah. And what Paul gets at in Colossians 3 about setting our minds on Christ and uh, like dying to ourselves is he's getting to this idea of what purity in Christianity is. It's not looking inwardly and suppressing desires but it's looking outwardly and expressing des- greater desire for Christ. That's right. And what that does for a Christian is what it does is it puts our desires in the proper order. So it means that me as a Christian, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I don't desire to have inappropriate sex. Mm -hmm. It means that my desire for Christ is higher than that, and that's what keeps me from doing it. Yeah. Right. If if all I'm doing is suppressing it, I'm once again falling into the Colossians 2, where it's just legalism. Right. Of do not touch, do not touch, do not handle yeah and it's no different from any other kind of philosophy or yeah. form of asceticism you know a denying of the flesh of anything yeah you know and so it's a great point you know and and that's christianity though what you're talking about in colossians 2 that's christianity and, and three is um you know that's what we call walking in the spirit it's mm-hmm. setting our minds on purity is much more to do in, than just um you know having um sex you know, even from a biblical perspective, um, you can have sex and God can still make you pure. Mm. So it's not like it's not like the sexual act has decimated yeah. all ability of God to make you pure. Meaning there's something greater uh, of purity, right, than just mm. the physical. There's something of purity of heart, purity of mind. And that's why it tells us to fix our minds on Christ, you right. know, because he is pleasurable and he is good yeah. and um, and and he is pure. Mm. And so he becomes the 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 focal point of our purity. He is pure. Purity is not just a state of being, but it's a person. Mm. And, um, you know, and I know that's that's something maybe people need to understand. It's not just a state of being, meaning. It's not just remaining a virgin, mm. um, but even before that, it's 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 knowing a person who's mm. pure, mm. and um, and being in in Christ. So someone could someone could have sex or or sexual um, um, encounters, let's say, 
And from a biblical perspective, they can, um, they can, you know, come to the Lord and have a walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord still sees them as holy and pure. Mm-hmm. The blood of Christ can do that, mm-hmm. you know, because if, if, if that wasn't the case, then we'd fall in and out of holiness with God, like on a, on a lot of levels. You know what I mean? One minute you're doing great. The next minute you might cuss. Well, then I'm not holy. And then the next minute, you know, there, there's what we call, you know, in, in theology, positional righteousness. Mm-hmm. We are positionally right with God. He has, he has made us pure. He has watched us. He is able to keep us blameless, as it says in the book of Jude. You know, he's a, um, you know that's what Jesus has done for us. Mm-hmm. He has made us pure. Um, and so... You know, she doesn't see the benefits of all those things. She doesn't. She sees it more as I think a, like a, she doesn't. She sees it as maybe a state of mind than a, than a person itself. Mm. You know, um, so I know that might be a little deep and things to think through, mm. but they're worth thinking through. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they are, and I mean, there's so many good points that you bring up there, Bo. And uh, you know, when I was uh, dating and engaged to my now wife. I mean, that was something that became abundantly clear to both of us where, you know, she grew up in a very legalistic framework of of how to deal with her uh, purity and virginity. And uh, I was just kind of coming out of that as well in my own life. And uh, what we realized very early on inside of our dating relationship is the idea of remaining virgins before marriage, while important, is nowhere near what I would say the most important thing is in dating. Where there was there was there needed to be so much growth in that period of time of pursuing Christ and learning not to idolize one another and learning not to idolize acts and to desire just one thing from marriage, but learning to die to ourselves and to glorify God in our marriage. Those were the important things that were happening inside of our dating relationship. Yeah. The sex, like I said, it was just one little tiny part of that, you know, of just being virgins when we got married. And I'll tell you that if we weren't able to do that. We would have made it into the marriage bed and thought the same way this girl thought. Been like, you know, we, we waited. And, and if you notice, the reason why she waited, and she'll get more into this, but the reason why she waited is because she thought it would make for a dynamite sexual relationship when she got married. Yeah. And if that's what me and my wife thought, we would have been sorely disappointed because, you know, not to get too graphic, but when two virgins have intimacy for the first time, there's some fumbling and there's some learning. You know? <laughs> right, right. It's not going to be just like... You right. know, like a nuclear explosion right. and everything's amazing, you right. know. And you know what? In a lot of ways, I praise God that it's like that. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, even now, we've been married for over a year now, but even now there's there's so much learning in that area. And I, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that they'll be learning till the day we die, you there know. It's be. just, yeah, and I'm, I'm, that excites me, you yeah. know. That, that doesn't bum me out. That excites me. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that that gets to be a staple in our relationship. Well, it means there's always levels to 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 go up in you know what i mean there's always things or to go down in you know there's always different levels you know of 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 your intimate times with your spouse and that that's that's awesome yeah she's she's certainly not seeing things that way yeah you know and um you know and when i think when you it's weird because my life is you know you have sex with your your um your girlfriend um many times before you get married and 
and we have been blessed and God's just done great works in our life. And um, we never we never went like, you know, on the wedding night, we never went, oh, man, we already had sex. This is such a bummer. <laughs> it's ruined. You know, we got to have <laughs> sex again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. It wasn't like, uh, you know, I've heard so many messages like that, you know, and they, I always just never relate to it. I'm just like, well, that's not, that's not how it worked with me. You know, um, me and Sylvia, uh, we knew we needed to, um, we knew we struggled in those areas of life. Um, you know, and we thank God for, for the provision of marriage. And we, we, we blessed him, man. We just, we just entered into that joy of the provision of marriage, you know, the covenant of marriage, you know, Kind of that it's better to marry than to burn with passion to kind of <laughs> enter into that, you know, yeah, yeah. when you truly do care for someone and and God's called you to be together. You know, mm. God's given us a provision for that. And that's that's marriage. Yeah. And so we entered into that very joyfully. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, you know, a person like her might be a little bummed at me, <laughs> me, you yeah. know, <laughs> so like, you know, because you broke all the laws, you know, you broke all the thing. But I think what, what the difference was is our heart was on a person the whole mm-hmm. time. Even when we stumbled, um, you know, our heart was on a personal relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And we knew Christ's way was better. We struggled. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we did. We we sinned. You know, we we missed the mark of God's perfection. Yeah. I don't think I'm the only person in the world who's done that. Yeah. Um, but we certainly, that's what we did. Yeah. Um, and uh, we would come to God and talk to him about it. And uh, But that's it. You know, we, we went to the pure one. We had a relationship with one, that person, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, it's it would be a bummer if a, if a student that we were working with, or even an adult, you know, that was like, you know, I'm... Um, I mean, I'm waiting till I'm pure and, and man, that night's going to be the greatest. And, you know, and they just, and everything was about that night. Everything was about sex, sex. I mean, to me, that's still a form of idolatry. Yeah. You know, you still, everything's about sex, you know, you just can't wait to have it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But really that's what it's all about anyway. Yeah. That's the the whole coup de grace. And that's, I mean, clearly when you're, when you're reading the story, the guy that she ended up being with was someone that she would have never under other circumstances married. And I think that that's where you get so much of the regret from this blog out of is that she would have never married this guy if she didn't commit herself to stay a virgin till marriage. And so what you see there is she's with a person that she's not really clicking with Mm -hmm. and she doesn't feel called to be with and she doesn't want to pursue God with. And the only reason why she's marrying him is because she wants to have sex. You know, she's she's put it off for so long and she's resisted for so long. And she's just like, you know what, let's just have sex. And he's the same way where he's just like, I'm, I'm dating this girl. I love her. She's a virgin and I just want to have sex. So he's like speeding this marriage along and they're not thinking about all the other issues inside the relationship and, and how that's going to come to fruition on in their wedding. They're just thinking about that night. You know, yeah, and uh, I think that that's kind of a, a a big downfall of the church of understanding that. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's a specialness and a beauty mm-hmm. to the wedding day and the wedding night. It's cool, but it's not that cool. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. more cool for what it produces. And I was actually just talking to my wife about this a little bit ago, 
where we were, a lot of people, you know, would tell us like, man, your, your wedding day is like the best day of your life. And I was talking to her, I was like, I was like, do you think that their wedding day was like the best day of our marriage? And she's like, no, <laughs> you know, we're both <laughs> in the no. same bat. We're yeah. both in the same boat. We're like, the reason why the wedding day was so special to us is because that marked the first day of our, our marriage. Yeah. You know, right. where like when we look back at, I barely remember anything about my wedding day. Right, you know, sure. it goes by so fast. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I, I just remember snapshots at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I, I remember it, it happened. I know that. But, uh, I got pictures. Yeah. It must have occurred. Like already, you know, almost 24 years later, it's like, it's hard to remember it. Yeah. yeah. But every day with your spouse is a great day. Hmm. I mean, that's what I think of is every day I get to go home to someone I totally want to be around. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's, man, that's awesome to yeah. live a life like that. You know, um, sex is fun and it's, and it, and it certainly is, it can be very enjoyable and great, hmm. but it certainly is going to go away. Hmm. It's it, even in our marriage, it's going to go away. You know, the bodies will fail. Hmm. So it's like, it can't be that end all. And who knows what, you know, Jessica's relationship was like with this guy, you know, um, you know, maybe she had, maybe he was like a great friend. Maybe who knows, you know what I mean? What Hmm. they were like, they, they maybe did Bible studies together, things like that. And, um, you know, um, and they had all these expectations maybe of the bed, of the marriage bed and sex and things like that. And maybe when she got married, you know, it just, you know, it's just those expectations just weren't there. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and sometimes I think that happens because there's, you know, maybe Jessica never was taught, like she mentions about her mom earlier on in the blog about how her mom talked to her about sex. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> this real standoffish <laughs> calling the, uh, you know, calling her private part a flower yeah. and, you know, just real kind of you know, almost scared. But, you know, maybe she just, you know, thought like, you know, she didn't really understand it. It's okay to be, there's a sensuality that's okay, mm. you know, and, and, um, and, and I think sometimes when you are with teenagers and you, and you don't share with them the joy of sex and, mm-hmm. and the joy of learning about sex and the joy of experiencing it. And, you know, and if there's a real standoffishness to sensuality in a Christian environment or any religious environment, then, you know, I could see where you can get w- married and, and there really is a letdown, Yeah, you know, because you don't, you don't know how to be sensual with this person you've been dating with forever, hmm. you know, and we in America, we, we totally, and it's because I think our Christian roots actually, that we really stress this idea of experiencing a joyful sensuality in partnerships. Hmm. Um, and so in our culture, it's not like uh, an arranged marriage, you know, where you just, you don't know each other and you come together and you know, you, you have to have sex and it's like, you don't have to like it, yeah. but you just have to endure it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And then hopefully over time, maybe you get to kind of somewhat <laughs> like it or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, or maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're and with them. That's know? right. It's just a functionality. Yeah. You know, sex is just a function within the marriage where, and that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it becomes, you know, in some cultures. But in, in America, it's not like that. Sex is not just a functionality hmm. within the, the, the covenant of marriage, but it actually, um, it, it's so much more than that, hmm. you know, than just function. 
there's supposed to be a joyful, playful sensuality and enjoyment of it. Hmm. Um, and if that's not taught to someone like Jessica when they're a teenager and 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 they're they're able to cultivate that with within a dating relationship, which is scary. Hmm. You know what I mean? Scary for I think for her, it might be normal as a teenager to do it when she was a teenager to do it. But because of her parents and the Christian culture, there's such a strictness of like no sensuality, no sensuality, no. You know what I mean? There's that redundance of that. That it almost set her up to bail. Yeah. And I think that's what she's trying to get out in her blog in some ways. Yeah. You know, is that she feels set up to bail. Like I wasn't able to participate in something. Yeah. You know, I missed out on something. And when I got married and, and it came down time to sex, it like was so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't, I didn't really like this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was something that wasn't there. She wasn't able to experience something. I don't think it has to be full-blown sex, but I do think there has to be some kind of cultivation of that Song of Solomon kind of thing, hmm. you know, where there's this really desire hmm. and a real yearning and a real cultivating of that that um, attraction towards someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we could, we could end there for today. Yeah. You know, um, but man, because already what we've talked about was so cool, I think. Um, we still have a long way to go <laughs> to finish it. But man, we'll just keep rolling. There's a lot of good stuff in this thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely get a lot of good things out of it for sure. Uh, and, and and I like what you were saying, Bo, about um, just the different ways that she viewed it and uh, the, the resentment that could be built as a result of that. Uh, for sure, and and that's another good word for for young people as well, and for adults as well, is like if I'm building a resentment towards God for something He told me not to do, then am I really am I really honoring Him, you know, by by doing it, you know, if, if for instance, if if God, if if I'm staying a virgin begrudgingly yeah saying, are like, you god. staying away from pornography grudgingly yeah begrudgingly like i d- i want to do this but god said no you know yeah. which is how i was for so many years you know even if you're not engaging in your sin you're still sinning because yeah. it's not it's not done out of love and that's what you know paul in second corinthians 5 says is the love of christ that compels that drives us, us. Yeah, yeah that compels us and that's that's the only type of sacrifice that that jesus desires right a, a sacrifice made of love and that is what he wants so um, our honoring of God has to do with with the internal of how we feel about him and not the ex- so much the external. Yeah, so so true. You know, I think the answer to a lot of that, too, for for those that are listening is, you know, always talk to God, hmm. always talk to God. I mean, Jessica probably could have saved herself a lot at that point in her life if she just could have talked to God about sex hmm. and just said, hey, God, you know what? I love watching porn. Yeah, I enjoy it. I love masturbating. I love. Uh, having oral sex with my boyfriend. I love, you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, it, it would have been better for her just to come to God and just be honest yeah. and just say, hey, this, you know, I do like this, God, but I'm, I'm desiring, but my, but I, or I long mm. to have you do a work in my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To say, I can't, I can't do it. I like these things. Yeah. But I know you can. I, I know you're better. Yeah. You know, you're God, you know? So it's like, do that work in me. I think, I think you know, when you come to God and just be honest, um, that goes a long way. 
Yeah, because who else could do the work? You know, you're right. I mean, I think it's in Isaiah where he says, "Can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard right. change his spots?" You know, you can't, you can't change your desires. Yeah, you, know, you can't will them out of existence. Yeah, you know, I, I like these things, and there is nothing I can do about it. But God can do something. Right. And that's our trust, and that's our hope. Yeah. Amen. Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36.8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. <laughs>